Welcome back to episode number 63 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff, the NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of our voices, so keep comments, questions, concerns, anecdotes, issues, headaches, problems, stories. I don't care. Send them to me, Jeff at the NPDude.com. You can always PM me on Facebook. You can get me on my personal page as well as at the NPDude. Uh, don't forget, I am on Twitter. I'm not much of a tweeter, but it's out there, and my shows are uploading to it. So if you're on Twitter and you want to follow me, you can follow me at the NPDude. Um, you can also, I'm on Instagram, but I still don't know what the heck that does. Somebody, somebody that knows, somebody under the age of 30, tell me. What the heck do you do with Instagram? Because I got nothing. I don't know what you do with it. All I keep getting is people are on and they, you know, heart you. I don't know. So somebody help me out with that one. Um, we broke 800, so we're uh, less than 200 away from my goal. And we are in the first week of May. So we have a month and a half over, over a month and a half. And we can uh, we can do that. We can hit 1,000 likes on Facebook. It's just a milestone for me. It doesn't mean anything. I'm like, it's like I'm going to get an explosion of, you know, confetti coming, you know, when I wake up in the morning or something. There's there's nothing. It's not like the 10,000th shopper at the store or anything special. But it's something important to me because, man, we're trying to make this a community. And the more people that are listening, the more opportunity we have to get good information and get good ideas out there and talk about some cool stuff, which I have a good one today. I got a good one. And I thought, I haven't talked about this at all. I've kind of thought about it. I kind of touched on it once, kind of. And I'll explain why. I hope I do anyways. And um, so what is it? What what was this issue that came in? I had somebody that, that sent me a PM that said, so I am in a practice with multiple physicians. And they're physician-owned practice. And... Um, the, the specifics I'm not going to get into because it wasn't it's not really pertinent but the question basically boils down to um, would you ever consider or is it possible to be able to become an owner with physicians in a practice and I'm like oh that's a good question because you know I don't I, I don't know the legal ramifications across the country I know what it is in Ohio. Um, and I think I know what it is in most every state, so I wouldn't seal this with you know done deal on you know on the outside of the envelope. But I would um, I would feel comfortable saying that I would have negoti- negotiations with people, and then figure it out with the lawyers because there's probably some administrative way you can get around it anyways to make it functionally happen. So what what can you become a partner with physicians in in their practice? And the short answer is, yeah. Why not? Now, that being said, does your state, per, you know, not permit you? I see a lot of people on Facebook saying, well, I'm in Michigan and I can't, you know, own my own practice. Or I'm in, you know, Iowa and, I, and I, I'm not allowed to do this. And, and I, I think that's bad information. I don't think that's true. I just don't think that's true. I think that they, they can't be that oppressive overtly. Uh, against you wanting to own a company. I don't think they care who the company is, the owners are. It's what the practitioners do and who they are within the company. If you happen to be an owner of a practice, a medical practice, you 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 know you, you don't necessarily have to be there doing healthcare. 
You could be a, a, a banker that's a, a silent partner that owns part of a medical practice. You could be a construction worker that built the building and says, you know what, I'll build the building for free if you let me be a 10% owner of your practice. The, the, there's nothing in, in the rules that says that you have to be the practitioners or the, the providers that, that own the company that work in that office. So I, I, I don't know of any rule that would, that would not permit you to do that. Now, in this particular instance, I'm going to divulge this, and this might, this might hurt a little bit because I think it's important. This person is being told that they specifically are not allowed to do it by their practice. So the practice is using it as a cop-out, saying, oh, the rules say we can't do it. But when in reality, it's most likely the fact that they don't want the nurse practitioner to become an owner in the physician-owned practice. That's what it sounds like to me. And, and the tone in the, in, the, in the PM to me led me to believe that that was the feeling that this person was having as well. Now, if I gave out too much, I apologize, but it's important because I, I think that why I kind of touched on this in the past was for this reason alone, and, and that's we kind of kind of needed to say that, right? And the reason I've touched on this or what I've said in the past was I've used when interviewing the, the question when I thought it was kind of going sideways, like, man, this, this guy doesn't or this person doesn't really appreciate what nurse practitioners do. I pull out the question when they say, well, do you have any questions? I say, yeah, what's the opportunity for me to become an owner here? Because I don't think you realize what we do. <laughs> not, I didn't add the second part. But the, th that was the reason I, I did that. So I've said that same question under different circumstances as a measuring stick to see if the value of the nurse practitioner was there. And if the value's not there for me, then I'm automatically at a handicap. And if somebody's got a mindset that they're going to automatically hold me back because of a title, not because of my scope of practice, not because of you know my education, but because of a, a, initials after my name, then I don't want to work there. Period. That's me, though. All right. So that's that's me because I I fully expect that I'm going to practice to the maximum extent of my my legal authority granted to me by the Board of Nursing. Period. That's my that's what I expect to do. And if somebody doesn't want me to do that, then that's a, then then they got the wrong guy. I'm out. See ya. So I know that's a different issue, but that's the same concept of you know value. Is there a value issue there? And and um, you know trying to negotiate with somebody that's automatically telling you, oh, we're not allowed to because of the law. And I'm not sure that's really real. And I haven't I even researched it everywhere. I know in Ohio you can be an owner of a practice. As a nurse practitioner, and in Ohio is pretty strict with their nurse practitioner rules, so I can't imagine that the majority of states out there, or even a handful of them, would say, "Yeah, you can't be an owner of any practice." Now, you could be your owner of your own practice or an owner of someone else's practice. It doesn't really matter. An owner is an owner. Just because you own the 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 equipment, you own the receivables, you own the billings that are going out doesn't mean that you have to have the license per se to do it. Now, granting you, especially in Ohio, there's new rules that are being proposed right now, and, and there's some old rules that kind of fall along this line too. It may give you some specific treatment if you are a physician-owned practice. 
and it's not nurse practitioner owned practice it's physician owned you could get you know more leeway with your opiate use or you know certain things like that you might get better um treatment under um, definitions under certain laws may may apply to you that's why it's very state specific so you may get treated differently but can you do it yeah i don't see why you couldn't would they get penalized if they said, you know what, we're, we're, you know, we got six physicians and we got two nurse practitioners and we want to make them both partners? Would they get penalized? I don't see how. I don't see any real reason. The only, the only way I might be able to justify it would be maybe some insurance uh, providers that you're going to be negotiating with for uh, payment structure. You know, how you're going to get reimbursed from these these insurance companies, whether they have some kind of weird clause that says that no nurse practitioner so they could do it by contract and you'd have to read through each contract to make sure that that's that's not in there but i there's no law that says that that i'm aware of but people can contract for a lot of weird things so you may be violating a rule that or not a rule but violating a, a clause in a contract somewhere but i don't think those exist i really don't think they care i think they look at the individuals that are providing the care they credential the individuals and then they, they do the, the company that, you know, it's it's a real and true company and all that kind of stuff. You're not a fly-by-night and that you're, you know, you're not a scam. Setting up a, a fake company so that you can send a bunch of fake patients to them and then, and then run away with their money. I, 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 so I think you have to be legitimate, which is fine. That's not hard to do. But, no, I don't think there's a rule. I don't think there's any rule about that. And, and, and do I think that you should? Now, that's a different issue. Do I think that you should become an owner with a physician group? Yeah, why not? I don't care. That's that's a personal choice, right? And would I do it if somebody said, you know what, Jeff, we want you to be an owner here? I'd have to look at the company. I'd say, I want to see the books. I want you to open the books to me, and I want to see it because I want to see 100% what's going on because if I'm buying into it, because they don't just give it to you. They usually make you buy in. Right? They'll say, oh, well, you could buy 25%, you know, if you're a quarter owner or whatever. Then you, then you, you know, you, you got to see what they're doing. And you got to make sure that what they're doing is on the books, is on, you know, is legit. And you want to see all the dirty laundry before you buy into something, especially when it's going to be a long, you know, buy-in. You know, because sometimes it could be five, ten years for you to buy in completely on a, on a contract that you would buy for buying a, a portion of a business. And you got to see all the good, bad, and the ugly. And they got to open it all up to you, and they, they needed to be able to disclose it. And you, you know, you got to, you know, you, you know, you sign your memorandum of understandings, and then you, you know, in there you say, you know, you will in good faith divulge all the information about the company, all of its, you know, profit, loss, everything, everything. You need to be have access. If they say, oh well, we'll make you a partner, you buy in, and and. Um, We'll let you vote on these issues, but not the the big deal ones like financial things. We'll let you help hire people. You know, if it's like a limited scope of what the ownership role is, I tell them to kiss off. So I would ask those questions too. Okay, if I'm going to be an owner, I'm in, all in. We're all in together. We all get a say, and I wouldn't take any percentage less than what any individual physician would take. We're equals. In that in that setting, because it's a business venture at that point, you got to take your hat off as a nurse practitioner and put your hat that's a business owner on. Two different hats. That comes off for the nurse practitioner. Leave it at the door. Leave it in the exam room. So you come out of that door, you're you're an owner. Everything affects you then. 
So it's a bigger deal. And so there's there's a lot of headaches with that too. So and and I encourage you guys, I, if that's an opportunity that's available to you, I would take it. You know, if if you, that's what you want, go do it. I'm all in for that. Now, if you hate that idea and you just want to be the employee that goes up and works and goes home, I'm good with that too. Everybody's different. Different attitudes, different. We, it takes all kinds to make this world go around. So, um, if you have specific questions about a contract or an issue that arises in this type of a uh, situation, I want to hear it. Send me an email, Jeff at the NPDude.com. You can also PM me on Facebook. So send those to me, and I appreciate it. It was a great comment. It was a great idea, and I just it, we never really talked about that before. Would I do it? Yeah, if if the deal was right. Would it scare me? Yeah, sure. Being an owner of a company is, you talk about uh, increasing anxiety and stress level. You know, if it's a good ongoing concern, maybe it's not such a big deal. But man, if you start a new, uh, if it's a newer practice and you're jumping out on your own and you're, you know, you're basically, you, you know, if people don't show up to come in the door, who doesn't need it at the end of the day? Your employees get paid. You don't. So that's that's. Uh, I applaud you. That's a great great opportunity. I would I would still keep talking to him and you know try to I wouldn't go in with you know hey I talked to my lawyer and he said I you know there's no reason we can't do this that that's going to put a bad taste in their mouth you just got to prove why it makes sense to them so maybe you're not the right person for it for them I don't know I, I I'm not trying to be mean to you I just don't know but keep those questions coming to me that was a great one it was a new one I like new ones new ones are great they're always going to sift to the top of the pile so what else do we have today, guys? We had another thing that came up on uh, the Ohio Facebook group, but um, it's not specific to Ohio. So don't tune out if you're interested in this topic. I would encourage you to listen because this is my opinion on something I think is could be really cool and really valuable, but I'm not sure how it's going to play out yet. So let's let's think through it. This is, again, my mental exercise. I kind of just think about the topic, and then what comes out is how I'm thinking about it. So... This Facebook thread started with, what do you guys think about externship programs for nurse practitioners? I'm like, oh, that's a good, that's a good question because you know, we haven't talked about it, number one. And number two, um, they're new, right? So we're, they're, they're starting to pop up every, every here and there. And I don't know of many of them in Ohio. I know of one. Um, and there was a bunch of other people saying other ones, but I don't know those ones. There was one that I know of that was just starting when I was in NP school, so it should be up and running now. And if it's not, it's because it didn't make sense. So it'd be an interesting exercise. Anybody in the in the Ohio area, if you know if Akron General did their internship, and I got a bunch of people I know that listen that are that are from my class. If you guys know about Akron General, that that uh, externship program that what's his name was putting together, I'm not gonna say his name. You guys know who he is. Um, let me know, because I haven't heard anything about it. It'd be interesting to see if it's up and running. And if it's not, that would be a sign that it just didn't make sense. Now, why would I say it doesn't make sense? Well, an externship in general, in any profession, typically means that you work very cheap for the opportunity for more education. So the value of the education has to overcompensate for the decrease in pay. And so what what can happen is, or what I'm seeing that is gonna be happening, is you're gonna see hospital-based systems that are gonna be trying to find a way to cut costs, that they can get certified nurse practitioners to work in their clinics outpatient under the 
auspice that they're going to be gaining additional knowledge and they're going to be getting more close uh, observation during their first year or two. Kind of acting like a safety net, if you will. So if you have questions, they're going to be there. If you have this, you know, um, specific areas of interest that maybe they have an externship that you could specialize in, that, that, that's kind of what I think they're going to start doing. Now, if it's for family practice, I don't see a huge benefit. I really don't. Because it's already mandated, at least it was mandated, mandated that we had an externship in, for our CTPs. So we had to have somewhat close relationship with a collaborating physician. So you were kind of already getting that. In fact, it was in the name, right? It was externship. Your CTPE externship, right? So now that our CTP is gone, and but they still haven't told us whether we're going to have any form of an externship, which I still think they're going to make us do. We'll see what the law says. We'll see how they implement that one. But that being said, do I think these externship programs, if they're up and running, are valuable? I don't know. I, I haven't seen any that are running. Do I think they could be valuable? Yeah, I do. I, I think that for someone that that is not a relatively autonomous person that's going to be um, going and working in family practice that's not quite ready yet, even though they passed all their coursework and, and finished... That might be a great option for them. They're, they're going to get a little tighter control, maybe. Um, and they might get some more experience. And, that, and that, that's a that's a good thing. Now, they're not going to make any money. As much, anyways. I mean, you know, almost 50% less. 40% less. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a pretty big cut. You're going to probably make it in the 60s. You're going to make less than an RN. But if there's valuable education along the process, that's what makes it valuable. So how I would determine whether an externship was worth a crap is I would ask, what is the additional, what are you doing for me that is going to make up for $30,000, dollars $50,000 a year of education times two years, because it's probably a two-year contract to do an externship. What is it that you're giving me? What's your sell as an externship? Because I guarantee that the hospitals are looking at this as an opportunity to save money. And so if it's truly you go work in a clinic for the hospital for two years for no rate and you're doing the same job you would do in a family practice with, with the same level of oversight and control and educa additional education, which is just on-the-job training, then I don't see any value to it. I really don't, if that's the situation. Now, if you're going to work in an externship that's in cardiology and you're an FNP, do I see value in that? Absolutely, I see value in that. That would be awesome if that's what you want to do. If there was an externship for nephrology or specialty that you don't really learn about in nurse in NP school, I'd say go for it. Now it's got value. Now you're 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 still in school in my mind. This is another two years of college. You just happen to get paid a little bit of money for it instead of paying out. And, and I would be very clear as to what the expectations of you would be in that role. And that will help you make the decision. So if you don't have any job opportunities, there's nothing in your area, and this is the only thing that you could take just to get a job and get some income, I would take it. Even if it was low pay, because it might look good on your resume later. Do I think it's a huge career builder? Not really. They're not that, not that common yet, that people are going to say, oh, there's value there. 
now in 15 years, that might be the, the wave of the future and you'll see externships, you know, everywhere. And, and then it'd be like, oh, I was a, one of the cutting edge people. I was in one of the first externships. So I've had this for forever. And, you know, and, and, you know, if you help develop more programs, you know, whatever, that, that might look good on your resume. I'm not going to say it looks bad. I don't think it would be a negative, but I'm not sure how much it would help. I think seeing patients and being confident in your abilities to see patients outweighs pretty much anything that has initials after your name. The initials just get you the ability to do your job. Who you are makes the difference. That's my opinion. So that's that's kind of what I think about externships. I, could they be valuable? Yes, they could absolutely be valuable, but I don't know if I'd jump right in. I really wouldn't. If they offered one to me, I would be like, all right, yeah, um, I'm not sure. So you want me to make $40,000 less a year I'm just using that number. I'm guessing because I, I heard the guy that was setting up the program. He did. It, he was one of our adjuncts, and he was telling me us what the price was that he was going to be offering to do this. But I don't know if they ever did it. And I'm like, sixty grand. It's pretty low, dude. I said I'm pretty sure you're going to just say, yeah, here you get a little bit of oversight, and you can come ask me questions when you need help, and you turn you loose. Well, guess what? That's what you do as an NP, a new NP anywhere. So I don't think that really is much different. Someone tell me if you've seen this or been through one of these externship programs. I'd really love to know. I think that they could be structured really well and make, make, a, make a really good program to help give additional knowledge to people. I think that would be a great plan. But it's got to have some value to it. If it's, not, if it's no different than just going to work, don't do it. So that's all I got today, guys. I got some more stuff, but that's all I'm going to talk about because it's raining again. Ohio. It rains every other day. Oh, well, I'm still in a good mood, though. Kids played a good game last night. Baseball, they won. Yay. They had fun. It was fun. So, anyways, keep the show ideas coming. Keep comments coming come to me. Um, email me, Jeff, at thempdude.com. Catch me on Facebook, at thempdude. Follow me on uh, on Twitter. You can listen on iTunes. Um, I had a handful of people over the last couple days shoot me just a PM saying, on iTunes, dude. That's awesome. Thanks for doing that. Just lets me know that there's other people. And I'm seeing people that will comment on iTunes or say that they're on iTunes that I don't recognize from liking my Facebook page. And I think that's cool because I think that I'm getting people through iTunes now that are not necessarily friends or liking the show on Facebook but are listening. But if that's you, if you haven't gone on Facebook in a while and you're listening on iTunes, go like the show. Let's get that thousand mark. I can't do this without you guys. So keep listening, keep sharing, and have a great day. We'll talk soon.